Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee with Creators podcast. My name is Rob Alasavis. I'm your host of this podcast. Really glad to have you here. If you're just listening for the first time, we just met. Amazing. Thanks for being here. Glad to have you here. I hope you enjoy our episodes or conversations that we're having with other creators here. Uh, this podcast is really all about how to build multiple revenue streams for your business as a content creator. So you're gonna meet a lot of my content creator friends that have done this really well. Um, you're also gonna meet a lot of industry experts that either work with creators directly or have tools and services that help creators make more money, which is really what we wanna talk about here. We wanna take away sort of that, you know, that taboo against like, you know, talking about money um, as content creators, right? We want to bring that to the forefront and have conversations around monetization and revenue streams, brand deals, your memberships. What are you charging? What are you offering? We want to talk all about that. And so that's what this podcast is all about. If you've been with us for a while, glad to have you here. Of course, I value you guys so, so much. I appreciate the messages. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate you know, connecting with you guys outside of this podcast, whether it's on LinkedIn or Instagram um, or on my YouTube channel um, or some even in person. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, you know, on that note, I was actually away last week. I was um, I'm based in Vancouver in Canada on the West Coast. Um, and so for the other Canadian fellow Canadians out there, if you're listening, uh, shout out to you guys over here in Canada. Uh, but I was in New York and I was in Washington, D.C. last week. I was in New York for a conference uh, held, hosted by the Marketing Brew, uh, which is a really cool uh, email newsletter website, you know, all around marketing and, um, you know, got to meet a lot of awesome people over there in New York um, at the conference and also just outside of the conference got to, you know, grab coffee and some meals with uh, friends, partners, um, industry connections, industry, uh, you know, uh, friends as well. Um, I don't want to call them industry partners, colleagues, you know, they're friends. They're actual, they're actual friends of mine. Um, it was just good to meet with them in their city in New York. Um, a lot of folks out there. So, um, and then I went uh, down to uh, Washington, DC, uh, took a train, took the Amtrak uh, two and a half, three hours later, uh, I was in Washington, DC, and I got to meet with our team members over there. So PJ, who's our CEO at Uscreen, Trey, Joe, um, you know, Dylan Amir, who uh, is was also in town on our marketing team. He's from Portugal. Um, and then also Peggy from, um, you know, our product marketing team. She's based out of San Francisco. And then Jack, who is based in D.C. as well. Uh, so got to meet a lot of team members, grab some meals with them, had dinner, spent some time meeting in person, strategizing, uh, planning for 2023. Um, and uh, just had a really good time. I was even in, you know, me and Amir took uh, one of the nights and we went and saw the White House and uh, Washington Monument. Um, really had a good time there in DC. Definitely want to look, go back again, uh, hopefully next year. And so, yeah, if you want to catch some of that content, you'll find them on Instagram. I did some reels and things like that. So you can catch some of the content, some of the sort of vlog type content um, about my trip last week um, on Instagram and uh, head over there as well. All right. So yeah, um, want to just kind of quickly introduce this conversation that I had. My guest for this podcast is this gentleman named Andrew Kavanaugh. Um, and so Andrew, actually, he's a, he's a digital artist. 
He's a Photoshop tutor. He's uh, all about Adobe. So he's an Adobe community expert and he's an Adobe Express ambassador. He's based out of LA. Um, he's been in the he's been in the industry for a long, long time. He actually has a community um, as well uh, on Facebook that he manages all about Photoshop, all about uh, digital art. I mean, just Andrew is so connected. He's such an awesome, um, you know, community builder. And so really glad to have him join me on this podcast. We were in the same place. We were in Los Angeles um, just about a month ago, maybe two months ago for Adobe, uh, Adobe, Adobe Max. And that's Adobe's, you know, annual conference. And we were both there. We were both flown in by Adobe as uh, Adobe ambassadors. And uh, but the funny thing is that we never got a chance to actually meet in person. And so I'm like, yo, Andrew, I know we missed each other in person. Let's hop on a podcast. Uh, on my podcast and let's have a conversation because I really wanted to pick his brain all about, you know, building community, building revenue streams through his community, through the content that he's sharing, his YouTube channel, his live streams, um, his uh, services um, that he does, his tutoring, his coaching, his consulting. And so you're going to learn a lot about Andrew, but also hopefully you're going to take away something that you can apply to your own business. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Before we hop in, I want to say thank you to our friends over at StreamYard, of course, for always supporting this podcast. StreamYard is my go-to platform for live streaming. I love this platform. It makes me look like a pro, even though I'm not. Um, and I just love this platform. And I've been working with StreamYard. I've been using StreamYard for a few years now. You know, when they were just a little tiny little startup, um, and now they're just a massive, massively successful company, uh, well loved by a lot of content creators out there. And so if you're looking to, you know, up your live stream game, then make sure that you go and grab a free trial of StreamYard. There's a link in the description in the show notes um, and uh, go check it out. You get 14 days on StreamYard for free. I suggest going with the pro plan because that gives you access to all the features um, and then test it out. Go and do, you know, an office hours or uh, a live AMA, ask me anything or, you know, just hop on and bring on a guest to your channel, whether that's on, on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, you can do that all in StreamYard. And, uh, and you can also multi stream as well. And so, um, yeah, so massive thank you as always to our friends at StreamYard. Um, and with that, let's hop on to uh, this episode with Andrew Kavanaugh and I'll see you guys on the other side. Take care. Hey, Andrew, good to have you on the podcast, man. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's good to have somebody in the same time zone. It makes it a lot easier for scheduling and everything. So, uh, yeah, I know you're in the L.A. area and uh, yeah, really good to have you here. Uh, we were in the same place, but we never actually met up at the Adobe Max event, which is unfortunate, but frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it's busy, you know, three, three days. Yeah. Burst of uh, events to do and yeah. people to meet is. Yeah. So much a few happening. people I wanted to meet that I, I just didn't have time for, you know, or didn't bump into them. So, yeah, it's a big event. It's a big event, but hopefully next year. But I'm glad that we're uh, finally catching up on the podcast here. Um, before we dive in, uh, you know, I definitely have some things I want to ask you and get your thoughts on. But um, why don't you just take a minute and just introduce yourself, kind of what you do, a little bit about your content, um, you know, the business behind the scenes. Excellent. So, yeah, so I... Um, I'm a digital artist, so I create in Photoshop, photo montage type work. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I originally went to school for fine arts. I was a fine artist uh, focusing on printmaking was my major. And then I basically tried to get work in New York City as an artist, artist assistant and work for galleries and realized how uh, competitive that is and how you had to keep writing for um, to get funding for, you know, different shows and stuff. So I was like, what is computer graphics in the uh, early 90s and took some classes at School of Visual Arts and fell in love with Photoshop, bought the uh, Deke McClellan's Photoshop Bible, got pretty good at it, built up my portfolio, got in the door. And so I do uh, Photoshop uh, retouching, photo compositing, Photoshop tutoring, photo Photoshop and Lightroom tutoring. And I now do digital art as well. And then I run uh, various groups on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the, uh, let's see, I, I was an Adobe user group manager for about 14 years wow. and then recently became an Adobe community expert. Nice. And I'm also an Adobe Express ambassador. Nice, nice. You're very, uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> if you guys are listening to the audio version, uh, Andrew has this massive, uh, Adobe shirt, <laughs> that he's Adobe, Adobe to infinity type of design. Yeah, I love that. Love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You know, it's my first time at a, the Adobe max event and, um, you know, recently, uh, was invited to become an Adobe ambassador or sorry, Adobe express ambassador and, okay. uh, just had a blast. It's just such an amazing community. It's just like my people, you know, it's like so cool Absolutely. to just be there. Um, just all creatives and creators and, you know, it was yep. just really cool. And, um, Adobe is a great group. Uh, to be around. Uh, absolutely. So um, awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I want to, you know, this podcast, Andrew is like really all about, and you know, this is like all about revenue and like the business behind the scenes. So kind of take us a little bit behind, you know, not be, you know, the tutorials and stuff is awesome. But like, um, what is the business behind the scenes? How do you how have you what kind of like revenue streams have you created uh, from the craft? Sure. Right. So yeah, I, I'm big believer of, you know, multiple streams. And so I balance, you know, Photoshop and Lightroom tutoring with, uh, you know, nowadays, because of the pandemic, a lot of work from home type of retouching and compositing work that is sent to me. And then uh, I do run these groups on Facebook and the Photoshop and Lightroom group is about 308. Now, I think it just passed 309,000 members. Wow. Um, and I do try to utilize the groups to um, do some promotions for affiliates. Mm. So I, I have affiliates that are related to the Photoshop and photography industry. Mm -hmm. So it could be anything from promoting books to, you know, courses, online courses to um, uh, plugins, presets, wow. you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So that's the main, uh, that's the main, uh, like almost the... Um... Uh, affiliates is one from what I hear there. So affiliate uh, revenue. Um, so yeah. tutoring, so tutoring, tutoring photo, Photoshop, retouching and compositing and nice. affiliates. So those three sources are my main. Yep. Main, main. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. How have you found the creator economy? Like, you know, how have you found it going, you know, as over the years, because you've been in this before it was even called the creator economy. Right. Um, before that term was even coined. Um, how did you, how are you seeing it now versus maybe five, maybe even 10 years ago as Good a creator question. to make money from, you know, what you're doing? Yeah, it's, it's a bit uh, frustrating now because uh, what used to happen is in my groups, I could post, you know, some type of promo with an affiliate 
and I could easily put up, you know, the title, the description and have a link. And then with the changing of the algorithms, you know, primarily on Facebook, any type of lingo, I guess, any type of sales lingo or terminology will get your, um, your post, you know, somewhat invisibly flagged. And I believe that the viewership gets really reduced. So that's been very frustrating for me. So as an example where I could, with even like one affiliate, I could on the average make 400 to $500 a month. You know, if I make a hundred a month, that's good nowadays. Um, so you have to kind of get more creative about it. And so for me, I will pin post something that I'm promoting in the top of my group, but yet I will just have kind of like a description and then say um, details in the comments below. And that's where I'll put the link so that it doesn't get kind of flagged by Facebook and then, um, you know, limited in the viewership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's a great way to promote your affiliate links. I think even Adobe uh, Express is launching or is has an affiliate program as well. And so they're Correct. definitely thinking that through, um, you know, for the folks out there, I think it's not uncommon for a lot of creators to have some type of community, whether it's Facebook groups or Discord or, you know, something. Um, how have you built this group to the size that it is? Is there is there a system that you practice? Is there like practices each week? that you do like, you know, very sure. steady, uh, what, what's, what's some advice there? Yeah. Originally, um, you know, I'd started the group in 2010. I think there was like a, a Facebook announcement about changes coming to groups. And I was like, Oh, great. Cause I originally was a um, co-manager of the LA Photoshop user group. And then when 2010 came around, they had this announcement. I was like, Oh, that's exciting. So maybe I'll put some energy into an online group. <clears throat> and so when I first created the group, my intention was to balance it between people in the industry who had a lot to share and teach and people who wanted to learn. So I thought that would be a good balance. And I had, you know, become friends with people in the Adobe world and photography world by running the uh, meetings in LA. And so I could kind of ask them if they wanted to present. And I believe I started with, um, a, was it Adobe Connect? I think it was. So I started with Adobe Connect doing live events um, and they would present. And then in time, the group kept getting bigger and bigger. And um, so to be honest, uh, well, there were two factors that, that changed things. One is, to be honest, um, a simple mistake can go a, a long way on Facebook. And I think what it was, was there was a year that was around Halloween and I was sharing like a Halloween contest from my group to another group. And I went to, I realized there was no kind of engagement in the other group. So I went to delete it from the other group and somehow it removed me from my own Photoshop Enlightenment group, which at the time had 446,000 members. <laughs> so it removed me. And then, so if you get removed or you remove yourself by mistake, yeah. And it didn't like, you know, nothing came up and said, Hey, do you know what you're about to do? It's right, like, right. this is no not warning. a simple, yeah, it wasn't, it should have been a big warning. Like, you knew you are about to remove yourself as the creator owner of the group. Nothing like that. I just got removed. And then, so what happened is I lost my creator status and, you know, I was concerned that, you know, if, if any of the moderators were to go rogue, they could remove me because I would just be a general admin at, after that point. And I couldn't really protect the group. So I think if 
debating it about it with some of the other admins. I think after about a year, half a year, half a year to a year later, I decided to just create another group. So I created another group um, a couple years ago. And uh, that group has now grown to 309,000 members. So it's still doing pretty good. And I think it's, and you know, you ask like why or how does a group uh, succeed? I would say that dedication, just like anything else, like if, if you are a rock guitarist and you dedicate to practicing every day and you play with your group and you put out the albums and you go on and do like live tours, it's the dedication that will always kind of pay off. And for me, that dedication is moderating the group daily, even when I'm not in the mood. And I've been doing that since 2010. So almost every single day, like it or not, I moderate the groups, but I do like it. And there's a lot of great uh, creative Photoshop artists and great photographers. So I see a lot of um, really great inspiration, really great ideas. And me and my moderators just try to keep everything um, in line and in tune with it being helpful. So we always want it to be a very helpful group. And that's kind of like the philosophy of the group. And then in time, I do have to give credit. Uh, Facebook has had some really great uh, admin tools come up. So there's like post approvals. So in the past, there was a time where um, spammers could come in and post like porn and just flood the group. And we'd have to kind of frantically go in and delete everything. Now post approval makes it so nothing gets in the group um, unless they're, we give them post-approval because we trust them. Nowadays, um, we have to review it and then approve or decline. So that's that's been a big help. And then there's other ones. But on the flip side, one thing that's becoming a bit of a problem is, you know, Facebook is so large um, that bots do a lot of the work. And a problem that's happening in my group, and I would suspect in other photography groups, is there is a um, mistake that they're making, which is the word shoot or shot is being taken out of context and you will get a, a flag saying you've got a violation for, um, you know, violent comment. And so I've had to contact them and say, you're taking it out of context. Shoot and shot is a very common word in photography for the active photography. So I've asked them to be able to give us the ability to whitelist certain words so we don't get this kind of silly thing happening all the time. So I don't know if they'll do anything about it, but um, it, it just seems kind of foolish going into the year 2023 and them not have that kind of um, ability to protect your group from false flags. So. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they'll fix that. I mean, there's so much, you know, different languages and variations and intonations and stuff. But, you know, it seems like you guys exactly. are very active. Um, it sounds like you also have moderators um, in the group, which is uh, the key. Like, it's hard to maintain over 300,000, you know, conversations and relationships and things. And so that's fantastic. Um, so a little shout out. Thank you to the moderators and admins who helped right. me. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, they make it they make it happen. Absolutely. Um, no, that's that's really important. Yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, you're, you know, building a community is not easy it doesn't happen overnight. But what you've done here is really fantastic. I like the way that you've always, I think you've mentioned the word protecting your community uh, a couple of yep. times already in this conversation. So um, I'd love to for you to expand on that, you know, for the creators out there that are building communities paid or free. Um, right. What is that? What does protecting mean? What does that mean for them? Protecting them from each other? From, uh, you know, what does that mean? 
maybe a mix, maybe a mix of all that. So yeah, the, the main thing is, you know, I have a, a kind of goal or a philosophy for the group and I always want it to be very, uh, very, you know, to, for people to interrelate with each other in a nice way and to always be focused on being helpful. So, you know, not only do we have, um, you know, general moderators and admins that, that go through the group and get rid of mean and nasty comments, or we, you know, decline posts that seem like they might be derogatory or, you know, prejudice or anything like that, which we have no tolerance for. Um, we do have some, what I would call like stealth moderators. We have a few moderators who um, remove comments, but they're not like publicly, um, I think they might still be tagged as a moderator, but they still kind of stay under the radar and just kind of help the group that way, which I think is great. And a, and a big, um, a big way that I would say that is a keep a big group successful is if you get a range of people from different time zones too. So like, while I'm sleeping in California, I can have a crew of my friends who are in the UK uh, moderating the group. And so I don't wake up in the morning in a frantic, you know, run to kind of clean things up. So yeah, that's good. That's good. That's what, good. what have Andrew, what, what is uh, the incentive for, you know, for the folks out there that are thinking about bringing on moderators, what's the incentive for a moderator? Cause I think, I'm not sure, you know, how you guys do it, but I, I sometimes I find that it's not really actually monetary. Um, right. You know, so, so yeah, for the folks out there that have a group, it's growing, but maybe they don't have a budget to, um, you know, pay moderators. What's, what's something correct. have done? Yeah, it's a, it's a selfless kind of thing. So it's, you know, it's a selfless thing to do. And a lot of times the people throughout the years who have been moderators or admins, um, have just a true desire to do it because they love and respect the group. So the fact that the group has a lot of great artists and we've had contests and, and uh, we have all these live events all the time, live video events. Um, I think they just feel connected to it and they want to kind of show their um, gratitude by helping out in that way as well. Um, when I can get certain perks, I will send them to my moderators, especially ones who are dedicated. Um, and, you know, there's been different groupings throughout this, you know, 12 year um, span. So, you know, I have seen where there's, you know, very helpful moderators and I've seen moderators who do start arguments with other moderators. And there's been that kind of drama a bit. Yeah, I, um, I bet. I bet. I bet. OK, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it is a selfless thing for sure. Um, but that makes a lot of sense. I, I like that you share. Uh, perks that you get because I'm sure being sort of the face of the group and being you know yep. you know out there in the community and and uh, you know rubbing elbows with the people at Adobe and stuff I'm sure there's some perks that are thrown your way so that's great um, yeah, and, and I was gonna say I'm friends with a lot of people uh, in the Adobe world so yeah, that yeah. means that I can reach out and I've had like Paul Tranny who's an evangelist do live presentations for my group and uh, you know, I've had Jesus Ramirez from the Photoshop training channel, Colin Smith from Photoshop Cafe, um, you know, a lot of great people. I keep asking Terry White, the evangelist, but he's always so busy that it's hard to schedule him. Terry, but... they're listening. <laughs> Terry, come on. <laughs> Terry, come on. <laughs> Let's make it happen here. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Um, I want to shift a little bit to, to some of the sure. other business streams here. So you do, uh, you know, photo retouching, you said. Um, you do, you do training Tutoring. as well. So is the training one-on-one -on -one or one to small groups or one to many or on demand? Um, what does that look like? Sure. 
Right. So, so, you know, before the pandemic, I tended to go to like home offices or design studios and do one-on-ones. Um, but I'm, I am also open to, you know, groups. So I have done small groups in different companies, corporations. Um, I do prefer pretty much doing small groups or one-on-one. And, um, you know, the truth is when the pandemic happened, was it three years now? Um, I was a little hesitant at first about, um, you know, online, you know, and I wasn't the biggest, I, I had done live events, but I was more like a voice and I didn't do like the, the video presence so much, but I pretty much embraced it and I got a better webcam and a microphone and, um, and because of my wife, thankfully I got a better background. So I have a nice little bookshelf here with the lights and the pillows and, <laughs> um, so it's a lot better looking than women's touch, right? Women's touches. Yeah. It used to just be a big open room with like the carpet (laughs) and just like, you know, that's great. That's great. So it's a lot better. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy it now. And so, and I, and a lot of times I prefer to do like online tutoring or lessons rather than in person because I don't have to travel. There's no travel expense. I don't have to look, you know, for parking or anything like that, or you take an Uber or Lyft. Um, you know, Uber and Lyft, I realized during Adobe Max, it took a lot. Um, wow, those those prices can shift a lot. Yeah, it's like right? the same time on a different day can go from $20 to like $40. I'm like, I wow, know, I know. I was like, whoa, that much from the airport. But OK, I have no other. But yeah, so, <laughs> so I think that the blessing of the pandemic, if you if you can say that, is the fact that, uh, you know, if you embrace doing online stuff like this, you can make it really work for you. So you can really get a lot more done, you know? So if I'm not traveling, I could do like three online tutoring sessions in one day, whereas traveling, I might be like, I can only do two. I just can't, I don't have the time to get here and there. Um, And, you know, I I like working online. I also like, you know, working at home. So if I'm doing the photo compositing, retouching work, and then I just send it via say like we transfer, I like doing that. I mean, Dropbox is fine, but it seems a little bit slower. You know, I have my my likes and dislikes for things in the industry. Um, but um, any works, any kind of specific questions about? No, no, no. That's that's, I do? Not, that's fantastic. I think that's um, you know, you're right. It's I, kind of weird thing to say. The blessing of the pandemic or the silver lining, I think, is right. that silver lining. Yeah. People really realize, like, hey, I could do so much more online. And then on the other the other end, people that are paying for um, training and stuff, they, hey, you know what? It's okay. Like, I, it works. I, I retain information. I do learn and get value, um, even if it's done online. And, you know, so everybody wins. Um, and then if you want to go out and meet people in person, then, yeah, go to the conferences, go to the, you know, to the events that you really want to. Um, but, you know, it's just opened up the whole world. I think a lot of, I talked to a lot of creators and they're like, man, my market has just like wide open now. It's no more local. It's not just local right. now. It's like absolutely anybody on the internet with Wi-Fi, you know? Um, and, and I, and I love the fact that once you do like a live event and it can be very informative and it can also be very playful and fun, you know, silly at times, um, you have the recording link so you can share that and people can watch it. And like, so they didn't have time to take notes. They can go back and study and and get some good points from it. Um, And, you know, someone might even see it like years from now and and get something from it. So I really love the fact that there's a recording available for people to take it in 
again and again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to ask you about, you know, you've been in this game for a long time. Um, you know, for the folks out there. I'm not that old now. What yeah. do you, what do you say? <laughs> not in a not in a bad way. I mean, it's actually just like I really, no, no, I, I really commend. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really I'm kidding here. I really commend you and like really, you know, building a community over years and, you know, being a, a master of a specific craft, a specific set of platforms. I think it's like really commendable and um, really shows to your dedication. I'm, I'm curious, like in the early years, was that or maybe this is just the type of person you are like, were you like, right. I'm going to go all in on Photoshop, Lightroom, like that is going to be what I build my career business around. Um, was there ever any moments um, in the in, you know, during that journey where you're like, hey, maybe I'm, this is I mean, this is not a not the the the, the hill I want to plant my flag on, you know? Like, sure. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So, I mean, I learned, uh, you know, school of visual arts, computer graphics, fell in love with Photoshop, built my portfolio, got into advertising, worked for design studios as well, moved from New York to San Francisco, caught the last year of dot-com boom, and then did tutoring and, and retouching, and then moved to LA for even bigger kind of possibilities, which was great because almost immediately I ended up, um, I don't know if it was immediately, but maybe only a couple years being here, I ended up getting a really great job where I was working on these wonderful black and white photos of Beverly Hills that I ended up retouching and getting ready for this great book uh, by Robbie Anderson, Robert Anderson, uh, Beverly Hills Hotel, the first 100 years, big coffee table book I think I have it behind me. Um, and then city of Beverly Hills found it. And then they wanted to, um, make a book for the city of Beverly Hills, the Beverly Hills first 100 years for their centennial. Um, but the thing is before that, there was times where um, I did do InDesign work and I even got like work through say creative temp agencies. Um, and I remember a scenario and I won't name any names companies, but uh, I remember a scenario where I was, I was a freelancer with a bunch of other people in this one studio and I was doing little tweaks for InDesign. And then for some reason, I don't know why, because I don't think I stood out from the other people, but they decided to uh, promote me and they brought me up to this, you know, other floor where you're more kind of hands-on and surrounded by the supervisors. And they wanted me to, you know, basically track and kern tw little tweaks. And you'd have to write down like the, pr the precise amounts that you tracked and kern little things and print it out. And that's basically what you would do all the time. And I hated it. I was basically a Photoshop guy that like was doing some InDesign stuff to just trying to feel it out. And, um, and I love, I love InDesign, but I just hated that kind of work. And, um, so I did like the absolute taboo thing. Um, after like, I think a couple of days of doing that, I went up to the supervisor and I said, do we really have to do this? And like, all of a sudden, like, I think I got a call on my phone and it was the creative agency to tell me to pick up my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the In last day, day you saw Andrew. <laughs> and that, and that's when I realized, yeah, you know what? You really love Photoshop. And yeah. then, you know, as Lightroom came out, I fell in love with Lightroom. Mm. Um, if that's what you're good at, that's what your, lo your love yeah. is, then yeah. focus on that and don't be kind of diverted to yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, Adobe... Adobe is a is not a little startup anyway. You know, you're you're right. you're 
it's quite secure and so there's really no worries of like hey what if photoshop goes away tomorrow that's never gonna happen knock on wood right and i do like um, new introductions like adobe express which yeah, 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 you know, as we know makes it so easy for people to yeah. template based designs everything's very at your fingertips yeah yeah so yeah. well shout out to adobe express it's, it's coming along yeah, great yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Emily and Liz and the whole gang over there is just fantastic. Um, and, and, and I was going to say, how about the amazing, not just Adobe Express, but the amazing AI that's coming to Adobe? Oh, I mean, that's so crazy. that's some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Say, so crazy. I mean, all that Sensei stuff that they're going to be doing, all of that, like, yeah, the Adobe Sneaks was like next level yep. stuff. I was like, I can't believe you can do that even. Like, and it yeah, It's pretty exciting what's, what's coming down the pike, you know? I it mean, it's is. just so many... It is. I think, you know, it's it's like becoming more and more. Um, I, I think this is one of the things in 2023 as we get into it. I think it's just going to be easier, if that's the right word, to become a creator. Like, right. you know, that one guy, you know, that one guy sharing like how you can take a dancing video and take your picture and then you become the dancing version of, you know, yourself of that video. Like, you don't even know how to dance. You just like, but you can now become uh, that kind of a creator it's like there's all these things now it just makes it the 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 entry level there's no more barrier to entry like adobe express for example you can be a graphic designer or design nice graphics without being a professional graphic designer right right yeah. or have a design education or yeah. design education so now like it's wide open if if your knowledge is in something else there's no edu there's no barrier or the barrier is getting less to then take that knowledge and package it, create content, build an audience online to then maybe create a community like you have or create tutorials like you have and, and monetize that knowledge, right? So it's exciting. I mean, Adobe's, you know, doing a great job kind of taking the, the lead on that. It, and the idea that like, you know, where you might have to go out to a stock site to find images for backgrounds for photo composites, you can now go to like an AI site and put in some text prompts and get a good background that you can add your own, you know, photography or images to and build from there. Yeah. Um, there's just so many possibilities. I was at Adobe Max and it was a, I think it was what's new in Photoshop. And I think it's the, the beta version or beta version. And um, Joel Bear from the Photoshop team was talking about the fact that you can now go to the neural filters and there's a thing called backdrops and there's a prompt area and you can say, I want a background of, or I want a scene of, and you describe it and it generates it for you. And I thought, wow, that's really going to open it up for so many other things similar to that in the future. So, you know, hold on everybody because AI, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's going to get big. And, and I think it'll get big in everything. Like it'll get big for audio or it already has. I think there's now some, some audio features for adobe express now yeah, for ai yeah, yeah i just uh I, yeah adobe express adobe audio or adobe podcast i forget what it was called that's right but um yeah i'm starting to beta test that and i got some access to it um you know they're doing so many cool things i mean yeah it's it's exciting it's really exciting um yeah like and, yeah, and for, the, thing for, that... for the beginners oh, but then also Sorry. for the advanced like from both ends like across the the spectrum of like whatever stage creator or knowledge level you are, they're doing some really exciting things there. So, yeah. Um, 
Right. And I was going to say another, another great feature about the AI is you could go to a site and you could put in some prompts and it can create a series for you. And you might not even use that to show and say, this is my art or anything, but you could use it as kind of like a board for inspiration for doing a true in-person photo shoot. So it can give you like ideas, or if you're an illustrator, it can give you ideas for a series that you can work on. So it, it really will be a great way of kind of breaking through any kind of mental barriers or blocks you have uh, to give you new ideas and inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of that. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a really fine line. We're going to get to a point where the AI can do a lot of the work. And it's like, how much of yeah. it is, but I think there's always going to be a human element, of course, that's going to be part of it, you know? So, um, yeah, that's going to be exciting though. I want to, I want to kind of shift a little bit to, um, you know, as we wrap up here, cause I just, I realized I looked up the time, Andrew, and I always do this every oh, interview. Fine. I'm like, can I get 15 minutes of your time? And then we're like here for like an hour, but, um, <laughs> I would love to know, I've been thinking about this for a while. Like what is, what is one skill that you wish creators had? Like one thing that, you know, you think is that you, you feel is like kind of lacking in, in a lot of creators, not in like a man, you guys are really bad, but like just something that they would learn to be successful in creating a business um, behind their content. Right. So, so a, a general critique I have about, um, I guess, new creators yeah. uh, compared to like where I came from in the 90s. Um, you know, in the 90s, you know, we, we put a lot of work into this. So, I mean, I told you I got good at Photoshop by reading Deke McClellan's Photoshop Bible, which was like 600 or 900 pages. And I read it like three times through and build up my portfolio. Um, so that the, you know, the beauty of our times now is things are more simple and, and easy to do and, you know, instant. But the bad side of that is is do we have the patience to do some very um, advanced work or detailed work? Um, so I like both worlds. I like to be able to concentrate and do very detailed work and I have the patience for it. Um, but I also do like to embrace the AI and, you know, simple ways of doing things like Adobe Express. But that's, that's, that's my one critique that I do somewhat feel about the the younger generation is sometimes I think they want everything to be kind of instant and easy. And there is a beauty about honing your skills and being disciplined to take the time to make something really um, advanced or beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. There is nothing that, especially if it's art, your art, your craft. Um, yeah, but you're right though. I think I, I have, I have kids and um, you know, that, attention span that patience is yeah. something that it's I mean, changed it's yeah, changed a bit. it's changed it's changed they yeah so yeah no, that's that's a that's a good call out be patient out there creators be patient build it one you know customer yeah, hone, hone your skills develop your skills you know don't don't expect that everything should just be kind of like a one button quick kind of solution yeah so. yeah yeah there was uh one of the speakers uh the keynotes there he did say master your craft like master your craft whatever that craft is um yeah so and that's clearly you have done that and led by example to do that andrew i'm, I'm really glad that we finally got to connect where is the best place because you have instagram and youtube and your website what's the best place to connect with you and just kind of learn more about what you're doing and maybe maybe join your community as well 
Right. Uh, so should I talk about um, my own personal links or should I talk yeah, about the yeah, group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your links, yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's see. List Anywhere here. people can. I mean, I will have the, the your specific links in the in the show notes Great. and everything. Great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, my general website is photoshopandphotography.com. Uh, there's digital art there, some examples for my uh, retouching, compositing, some information about my tutoring. And if anyone's interested, I do recommendations for anything from Amazon tech and camera gear to a bunch of recommendations for my affiliates related to Photoshop and photography. So courses, presets, things like that. Um, YouTube, on YouTube, I'm at Digital Art Drew. So please subscribe if you're interested. Lots of great live events, recordings, um, help boost my watch time hours. <laughs> so feel free to watch all the hour long or longer videos. <laughs> But that's Digital Art Drew. A lot of great stuff, though. A lot of great uh, presenters in the industry. Um, for my digital art on Instagram, I'm at Instagram as Digital Artist Drew. Um, I also have a Facebook business page, Digital Artist Drew. Um, where's my Behance? Let me check over here. Links. Uh, Behance.net slash Drew Cav, K-A-V. And then in terms of the groups, there is the Photoshop and Lightroom group. So you could either just go up and search when you get to Facebook or facebook.com slash groups slash Photoshop Lightroom group. 12 years old with 309,000 members now, I believe. Uh, there's the digital art and AI art group. So it used to be a digital art group and I've now embraced AI art try to be more open-minded about it. Um, I, I see some really great stuff. So there's a mix that is uh, facebook.com slash groups, the digital art group. I also uh, help run or run the Photoshop and photography group, which is facebook.com slash groups, Photoshop and photography group. And to let my hair down, as we would say, I wanted to create a group that, um, it's, you know, it's just a bit more kind of crazy. So I created the Strange and Surreal Art Group. So facebook.com slash groups, Strange Surreal Art. That's got almost 11,000 members. And just like the name implies, it's a lot of uh, strange and surreal art. Um, you know, just, just keep it clean, people. Don't get too crazy. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a bit more kind of, you know, experimental and expressive. I think that's pretty good range. I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah, we will have the links to all of that in the show notes of the podcast. Um, or if you're catching this on YouTube or Instagram, it'll be in the captions in the descriptions. Um, yeah, Andrew, fantastic. I'm, I'm really glad that we finally got to connect. I really do hope we, we'll, we will make sure that there's we'll hang out next year at Adobe Max. And um, yeah, glad to have you here. You're welcome to come back anytime. If there's anything else you want to share, you know, as new things come up in the um you know in the in the in this side of the world of ai art and photoshop right. and adobe uh you're the you're the person to bring on so uh definitely yeah. need you to come back uh great very soon all right so thanks great. for your time andrew we'll, we'll talk soon thank you so much